Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. It's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, We're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. At the moment is the intrepid duo, Kylan and myself, Mike. Uh, Hey! Eric is en route back, and hopefully we'll be back on the show before we end. Hopefully. That's the goal. That that is the goal. So uh, let me knock out some business stuff from the get-go, right off the top. Check out MightyMarvelGeeks.net, Ripped Apparel, uh, SuperheroStuff.com. There are affiliates. Check them out. Support them. Supports us at no additional cost to you. And you get the luxury of getting some sweet, cool geek swag. So, um, also, too, check out our T Public store. It is in our menu at the top under store. T-shirts right now, 14 bucks each. Yeah. Start on sale, starting at 14 bucks. So it's a chance to get yourself the Mighty Marvel Geeks Star-Lord-looking T-shirt from Guardians 2, um, plus some of our other designs that are up there. Um, email us at mmg at mightymarvelgeeks.net with maybe your picks of the week, um, questions, comments for us, and follow us on Facebook, uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks, on Twitter, at Marvel Geeks, and other than that, that chime had nothing to do with the show, but I'll make it a part of the show. <laughs> um, that means it's time to move on to our first story. Our first story is, um, of course, as this does this, uh, Hugh Jackman reacts to Logan's Oscar nomination. This comes from um, Screen Rant. Uh, Logan star Hugh Jackman congratulates the director James Mangold uh, for earning a Oscar nom for uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, you know, it was said back in 2017, March of 2017, that Jackman's Wolverine Swan Song earned widespread critical praise as many consider it to be one of the finest comic book adaptations ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, embracing its R rating and its Western-like tone that you know, was kind of gritty. Uh, it is. Logan ended his ended Jackman's 17-year run as as uh, as Wolverine, much like fellow X-Men f- film Deadpool. Logan was able to p- 
parlay its positive reviews into some sort of high-profile awards. Uh, during the season, it was recognized as one of the 10 best films of the year by the National Board of Review and earned a uh, Best Adapted Screenplay nomination from the Writers Guild. Fox's campaign efforts paid off in a big way when Logan was nominated as one of five films recognized by the Academy for Best Adapted Screenplay. And Jackman said he w- couldn't be more proud of his friend and collaborator. Uh, this is his Twitter quote. If Hollywood kept statistics for the most assists and nominations awards, Mangold would be one would be the league leader. Today, he finally got the recognition he deserves. Congrats, brother. At Wolverine movie, hashtag Logan, hashtag Wolverine, hashtag Oscars 2018. Mm-hmm. So, um, now... Logan's nomination represents a major, major breakthrough for superhero films. Typically works, typically stuff like this ends up in a sandbox. Uh, it has mm-hmm. to settle for the technical categories. Uh, True. Even um, with Heath Ledger's post-humorous or you know, after-death nomination for Best Supporting Actor, and uh, of course that win for Dark Knight being the only exception. As the Academy welcomes new members, some of whom have worked in the comic book comic book movie format before, uh, it'll be interesting to see if Logan is merely a blip on the radar or something more. Uh, with mm-hmm. works like Shape Out of Water or Shape of Water and Get Out among the most noteworthy nominees, it seems like the Oscars are starting to warm up to, uh, as we would say over on Weeby Geeks, the Geek Revolution. Now mm-hmm. the f- the f- our fine friends over at the DC Superpowers podcast, those lovely janitors who record from the Bloom Closet. Um, I haven't, I haven't had, I, I missed a recording the other night. I haven't had a chance to listen to the show of the uh, dynamic janitors. Um, but uh, Wonder Woman, which is probably the best DC film made so far. Yeah, I agree. Got snubbed completely. I know. I mean, I couldn't believe that. So, so Logan gets a shot. Uh, of course, the best visual effects went pretty much all Geek Revolution with uh, Guardians Two in there as well. Um, but everything gets gets overshadowed. So now that Logan has survived the nomination process, uh, personally, what? What is the chances of it winning? I think slim to none at this point. You know, I, I, and I, and I, I may be the eternal optimist, but you know, I want to say that you know there comes a point when you cannot deny quality. You know, and the thing is oh, yeah. that that performance was outstanding. It, it it wouldn't matter if that was a comic book adaptation or if it, if it was just a straight up drama. Right. That was outstanding. And you know the thing is you know and I know and I know that comic book comic based properties get a lot of hate. I I I understand that. No, actually I don't. But anyway, this is what this was an outstanding movie. I mean, I I sat there and I got the feels. You know, it, it was just it's a great story. It's timeless. I believe that this movie will 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 age well. I think so. 
you know, and you know, and that's the kind of thing that you should look for in a good story. And if you care about films, it shouldn't matter to you what the source material is, because uh, another case in point, uh, what was the movie Road to Perdition? Yeah. Road to Perdition is based on a trade and the people in Hollywood didn't know it. Had they known it, it would not have gotten the love that it had gotten back then anyway. This is true. So yeah, I you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I I I want to believe that that Logan is a real contender. We we can hope, but I mean we'll find out when the Oscars come out. We will. We will. So um I thought I had a drop that I was gonna play when, when you were bringing all this up, but I can't find it now. So I'm just gonna do it <laughs> this way. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Were you gonna, I, I, was that going to be from The Rock? <laughs> no, because I no. just found it. All right. So you're saying what wouldn't matter? Well, it, it won't matter if it's from if it was a drama or a comic based uh, comic based property. It, it shouldn't doesn't matter. matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. 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 It might not be Marvel, but meatballs is great for drops. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, so why don't we move on to the next story? Does it okay. matter? Does it not matter? Let's find out. <laughs> Shall we? Well, the uh, so uh, as we know that there's talk about Black Widow getting a movie, okay? And yeah. we're not talking about that one that, that's coming out in a few months called The Red Room. No, we're talking about an actual Black Widow movie. Uh, it says, uh, now this is from a website called Gadgets 360. Uh, Marvel's Black Widow movie moves forward with screen screenwriter hire. So, so you know what? That things you can say that that things are kind of serious when they when they, when they when they're bringing in a screenwriter. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. So now looking at this article, uh, it's taking. You know, we're talking. It's looking at the movies that we have uh, to get us. Uh, through the end of next year. Uh, so, you know, we got we have Black Panther. We got Avengers Affinity War. We got Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, we also have Captain Marvel and a yet-to-be-titled Avengers 4 movie, along with Spider-Man Homecoming sequel coming out next year. Well, I, so, I think I think they have announced the, uh, the name of Avengers 4. Oh, really? It's Avengers 4. But it doesn't matter! It just doesn't matter. <laughs> because we're all going to be there anyway, right? It's just pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, so now if the Black Widow movie uh, goes ahead, it's uh, this will be. Let's see. It's going to be Schaefer Schaefer's biggest project to date. Uh, now, Schaefer is responsible for the screenplay um, of the Frozen short Olaf's Frozen Adventure, which aired in theaters in front of the beginning of Coco. Let it go. I, Let it I, go. I, I didn't. I didn't see it. I heard about it. Let it go. Um, well, and now she. It, 
it only aired briefly for like a week, opening week in front of Coco because it right. was originally meant to be um, a a holiday special, which it did air during the holidays. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, well, well, you know, because we watched I, it during the holidays. <laughs> All right, so so yeah, so it looks like um with us now having well with them now at least hiring a a screenwriter uh a screenwriter with uh some with with, with uh, at least some screen credit um oh by the way and correct that her name is Jack Schaefer uh, apparently um. And, and so now this is going to be a standalone movie. Uh, so I guess that means that we're not going to, we cannot necessarily expect to see uh, Hawkeye in it or Bruce Banner for that matter. Well, uh, or we, or we might see Bruce. Who knows? According, uh, according to the Infinity War comic, we see that supposedly tying into the movie, Hawkeye is retired. So, well, you know the thing is, he I thought he I thought that he was retired at the beginning of um, Civil War. Anyway, I thought he was too. Because I mean, didn't he say? Didn't he say at the? Was it during um, Age of Ultron? No, because he had a family that he that that mattered more to him than being an Avenger. Yep. And you know, then I and the only reason why he came back was you no know, his loyalty to Steve. Yeah. So anyway. Continue yeah, so, about the movie. Yes. So yeah. So we got. So the earliest that we can see Black Widow is 2020. That's the earliest. Uh. So you know we're gonna keep our eyes on this. Uh. I mean the thing is the fans have been screaming for a Black Widow movie since Iron Man two. So you know and why did it take so long to get here? I don't know. But it does look like that. Uh. We're going to have Scarlet. Scarlett Johansson in the role as well. So I, I'm excited. Awesome. Well, I guess we will move on. Um, Spider-Man two homecoming, uh, could introduce a, a new character that MCU. And the best part is it might not be a character that is new, new, but maybe a character that's very familiar to us all. And all I'm going to say is, <laughs> If you recognize that tune, that's the theme from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Um, Well, of course, we know his amazing friends was Iceman and Firestar. Well, there's a chance that with the X-Men coming under the Disney umbrella um, and, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming 2 being under or a second Spider-Man home, you know, film based around Homecoming being in the works for the MCU, produced by the MCU, distributed by Sony, uh, could be the perfect place to introduce a mutant named Firestar. Uh, well, so now with the buyout of 20th Century Fox from by Disney, uh, many Marvel fans, uh, you know, including ourselves, and of course this this is coming from Screen Rant. Um, is loving the fact that the X-Men are back in the MCU and back under Marvel's control. Um, mm-hmm. Now, we know Disney wants to keep making Deadpool movies. 
Uh, it's just whether they're going to go PG with them or leave them R. I don't see why they can't leave them R. Um, well, I, I read an article where uh, who, who was it? Channing Tatum. Uh, head honcho, head honcho over at uh, Disney. Bob Iger. Iger said that he did he he doesn't see a reason why they can't continuing making can't continue making Deadpool movies the way they're making Deadpool movies. That's right. what he said. Um, now we we know X Men is going to be in the Marvel universe uh, before too long. Uh, Fantastic Four it just depends on how they handle things with the production company who holds the rights. Um, so chances are X Men could be rebooted with maybe keeping Deadpool as canon, which is what I would like to see. Uh, you know, thing is, man, that's a lot. You have a lot of X movies out there already to just go and reboot the whole thing. Yeah, but that's what it felt like they tried to do when they did X-Men First Class. Oh, they did. They did. I mean, you ended up, I, I felt, it felt like they ended up doing like a, what the whole separate timeline thing, like what they did with Star right. Trek. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. So, um, you know, they're saying, you know, Firestar after her debut on the animated series, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Um, you know, she made her first appearance in an uncanny X-Men for her first comic book adventure, uh, in actually uncanny X-Men 193. Oh, funny. This is issue 193 of mighty Marvel geeks. (laughs) <laughs> what a quinky deek so um you know and going on they're saying firestar already exists in the mcu sorta um back in 2000 marvel comics created an imprint designed to rope in new readers by establishing a brand new continuity free from decades of baggage um in 2001 ultimate spider-man number four introduced liz allen to the new, to the new universe For years, she didn't deviate much from the character in the main universe, serving off and on as a love interest for Peter Parker. But in Ultimate Spider-Man 118, she becomes the ultimate Firestar. Hmm. So um, apparently Laura Harrier, who I need to look her up, um, wants to become Firestar, meaning it's up to Kevin Feige and the team behind coming to to make it happen right while the story may be in the works for a later spider-man film which could be under total sony control the upcoming arrival of the x-men uh means the beginning of phase four is a perfect time to start debuting mutants ah so and laura harrier i believe we see her in uh spider-man homecoming to begin with i'm not positive so and no, uh, no, Bobby. I, no, I don't know why I liked Bobby. Right, no, but right now, Bobby's still over on uh, the X Men side of things. Mm. So, mm. Uh, on to our next story. I was kind of hoping Eric would be would be on by this point because I would love his opinion. But uh, we, shall, um, we shall venture on. Okay. Well, okay. Um, let me see. All right, so. We have we ended up with a a couple of first looks at Brie Mar- Brie Larson on set of Captain Marvel uh, this week, uh, and so um, so now uh, it's been eleven years 
it's hard to even say that, but it's been 11 years since the uh, Marvel since the Marvel Cinematic Universe first started. Right. Uh, well, well, at least it, it would be 11 years by the time Captain Marvel hits theaters anyway. Uh, it will be Marvel Studios' 21st film, and it will be the first uh, solely led uh, female film. Um, and it marks the first time that a female director uh, takes control. Uh, so, you know, there, there's a lot riding on this movie. Uh, so having said that, uh, and I have to say, looking at the this version of Captain Marvel, it's scary how much Brie, Mar- Brie Larson looks like her. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's wow. So having said that, uh, there were some photos of Brie uh, in a Captain Marvel type uniform. I'll call it that. Uh, it was not the classic or the the more well-known uh red yellow and blue uh uniform that we're familiar with uh this was a was a green green blue yellow and white right uh which now there now there's some people who were not happy with this and there's and there's some concern but we and, and uh and one of the sites that I'm on, and actually one of the sites that Eric was on, uh, there's there was talk that this that this was a older uniform that Marvel wore, uh, and it was a uniform that that she wore early in her career. Right. Uh, but you know, there's no and and there's no reason there's there's no reason for concern because she will eventually come to the the red blue and gold or red blue and yellow uniform that we all know so well um i will say you know she looks she definitely looks the part yes, um yes. from what i see she definitely looks the part uh and i think you know i i'm excited to see you know as at, at least know if we can get a teaser trailer uh, cuz i i'm kind of chomping at the bit to see what this is going to look like uh, I I'm excited about it. I, I I think as I get closer to it, I may even end up becoming Black Panther excited. You know. Uh, Ooh, wow. Uh, you that know. I, and, and you know the thing is, I because I do like Carol Danvers. I've been a fan of the character for years. Uh, and to see Carol finally get uh respect that she deserves and to have a place on the big screen. Uh, I, you know, it actually, you know, her along with um, a, a, along with uh, now there was a cap, and, and this is something that I read a couple weeks ago, and it may happen. I don't know. We may be guessing, but there was a um a casting call for a black female uh who fit the description of Monica Rambeau, who right. was Captain Marvel back in the mil- uh, mid-80s. Uh, that was when she was actually running, she was actually the leader of the Avengers at that point. Um, and I think at that point, Carol was Ms. Marvel. I think or so. she might have been binary uh, somewhere in there. But um, So, yeah, so, you know, it, you know, between, uh, between the uniform and the things that I've been hearing, the little bits and pieces. Uh, if you pay, if you're paying, you know, attention to detail, like bringing bringing in uh, Monica Rambeau, you know that that's a good way to bring in uh, bring in some skeptical fans. 
Yeah. You know, I, I, that's what I think. So I, I am, the more I hear about this, the more excited I am getting. I'm, I am looking forward to seeing the Marvel cosmic universe grow. Cause right now it's just, right now it's just the guardians. Let, let's, let's, let's see them bring some more into it because you got to lay the groundwork for when we get the fantastic four back. Right. Just saying. If we get it back. If. <laughs> I think it's going to be more when than if. See, that's what I think. But, um, you know, you, you, we can't count our chickens before they're hatched, right? This is true. Tis true. So, well, I don't know. I, I, I've i seen some people say that the costume that, that we've seen is a great nod to the Marvel costume. But the Marvel costume was more, yeah, you know, the Cree costume was more either silver and green or white and green, depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the look of the costume and can right. see where that could eventually merge into the traditional colors that we know Captain Marvel by today. Right. So, um, so yeah. Now, go ahead. No, uh, well, you know, it's just uh... – I, I think that I, I know there's I know there's a lot of Marvel um, uh, Captain Marvel fans out there, and I think that um, I, I I feel like there's going to be a lot of pressure uh, on the people behind this movie to get it right. Right. Um, I mean, cause I, I mean, truth is, and especially as it stands now, Captain Marvel is one Mar- is one of the big hit- hitters in Marvel comics. Um. Uh, she, uh, and, uh, you know, to to people outside of comics, she's about as notable as Bucky Barnes, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I and I use Bucky as an example because uh, the average person doesn't really know Bucky, you know. But if you're a Marvel fan, you know who Bucky Barnes is, you know. So, and I think, and I and I feel like that the average person uh, won't know, doesn't necessarily know who. Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel is, but I also believe that true to form, uh, and I, and I, this is my bad because I haven't been, uh, watching as steadily as I should, but if Marvel does like they always do, she's being introduced and heavily rotated through the animated series and uh, which the parents are sitting there watching the show with the kids. So the, the parents are getting a little bit of an education. So when this person come up in this blue, red and yellow, you know, uniform, they know who they're looking at. So, you know, and that, that, and I think that works so much better than to pop somebody up on the screen and then backpedal with a little, origin story form that people are going to get lost two minutes into it anyway. Right. Well, speaking of two minutes, either given or taken, uh, mm-hmm. why don't you pick up the story about ABC and what's happening there? Oh, well, well you know, um, so much like fantastic flop. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I, I hate to say it, but Mike, you know it's true. I, I tried tried to watch it. I tried to support it. I thought but it looks. I thought the concept of it was fine, but what they did could have been done over two different story arcs. It, yeah, it really could have. Um, so it looks like Inhumans. Uh, 
It, I'll put it to you like this. In humans is absent from ABC's roster of shows right now. Uh, and uh, what that means, uh, what we think that means is that uh, they're, they're quietly erasing uh, Marvel's and humans presence from, from their network. Uh, and I think that we also know that, that means that we're not going to probably see a season two. Um, and frankly, I'm not surprised. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it just, but, but at the same time, at the same time, this, uh, it looks like that the, the, the failed experiment that was in humans has not turned ABC off to, um, um, agent, uh, to, to superhero shows in general. Uh, good. Put new warriors on during the summer. Exactly. Uh, you know, I. I mean, it, it seems that um, we we might be getting more, maybe more of Agents of Shield. Uh, um, most wanted. And uh, most wanted. I would. Lo- I, I want most wanted. I, I don't understand. What was there not to like about most wanted? Apparently, most wanted. <laughs> I. I just. Uh, so you know what? It, uh, or 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 dare I dream? Dare I even dream? Howling Commandos, you know. Well, but, what, what about damage control? Well, you know, thing is, I don't know because of the presence of damage control in uh, Homecoming. I, I and because of the presence of da- damage control in Homecoming, and because the the failure that was powerless over in NBC. I don't know. I, I'm not sure outside of Agents of Shield, of course. How well would a superhero adjacent show do? Now, could be wrong, but you know, at the same time, Agents of Shield has their own mojo going. Right. Um. They're you know even though they are even though they're just outside of you know the the Netflix TV shows and just outside of the marvel universe you know they they kind of serve as that little connection between earth and these and these heroes um so uh now at the same time um uh you know i i it seems like agents of shield like this season alone like it hit the ground running yeah uh it, it's strong now mind you i don't know what the uh ratings are like but it seems like Marvel or it seems like ABC is actually kind of uh, advertising the show this time around. Yeah, uh, I have your ratings right here and your ratings are. But it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> and there you go, folks. <laughs> so, yeah, so it looks like I mean, think about it. like no last last season we were sitting on our hands. Uh we weren't sure about the fate of agents of shield. No, but love the pod concept. Yes. And I, I think the pod concept saved it. I really do. Um, now, um, I, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I think that this time around, especially since it doesn't look like right now that we have, there, there's no new superhero or Marvel content for ABC. Right. N- but what we do see is ABC promoting 
somewhat Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I mean, I, I, if you think about it, they had to believe in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to bring it back earlier than they planned on it because they could have easily stuck in some holiday stuff and would have been fine with it. Uh, but they brought, them back, they brought them back early. I find that interesting that they did that. So... Um, and it looks like they actually threw they're actually throwing some some money into budget for them as well, based on uh the types of effects that they have now, um the quality of story, and it's not just a vehicle to um to, to promote the bigger Disney the bigger Marvel titles, you know. So I'm not. I almost felt like that may have been the concept in the first season, but come the second season, they realize that that's not a way to run a show if you want that show to stick around. Um, and now, now it's become a thing unto itself. You know, uh, I, you know, I'm curious to see how the heck they're going to get out of this one. You know, because it's um, it's going to be good. It, it is. I mean, it, and it's at, it's at part, it's post-apocalyptic space opera, um, spy show that I don't, I, I don't know what's going to happen next. I really don't. And I love it. And yeah, so there, there, there's my feelings about that. And I'll be back. Well, I would say I'll be back to watch more Friday, but, and I will, I will. Uh, here, here's, uh, something that I'm loving. I love the show Runaways. And it was just announced that coming out January 26th, which is this, this past Friday, since the show is airing Saturday and podcast on Sunday, uh, Marvel Music is releasing the digital versions of two Runaway albums. Wow. Out now, Marvel's Runaway soundtrack features songs from the Hulu original series. Right. Um, Marvel's Runaway's original score uh, done by... Siddhartha Kolsla will be released January 26th. So the soundtrack featuring 12 licensed tracks include All My Heroes from the Bleachers. Um, uh, okay, I got a lot. I'm going to just run down the, the track list. Okay. Marvel's Runaway's main title by Siddhartha Kolsla. May I Have This Dance by Francis and the Lights. Kane Sugar from Glass Animals. King Charles, clean version by Youngblood. Drinky by Sophie Tucker. Ocean Eyes, Black Bear Remix from Billy Ellish. Beat Goes On by Lizzie Land. All My Heroes, Bleachers. Antidote, live version, Emily Wells. Furza, featuring Nanny Castle, uh, which is done by Tony Quattro. Beyond Immortal by Ostra. Long Life by Bombaldi, or Bom Bombadil. Blanket Me by... Hundred Waters and Gert's Lullaby from Siddhartha Kolsla. Um, so, but I'm not seeing this. Uh, where is it? Uh, did I see? All, okay, all my heroes. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, well, so because I haven't had the opportunity, although now my wife and I are having the maybe we should add Hulu. Uh, yeah, we're having discussion. I have seen it, but I'm not so, going to discuss how I've seen it. Uh, is that is it that good, man? Because well, I mean, there's a, a friend. A friend has loaned me Hulu, and yeah, I I really dug the Runaway series. Well, I know. I mean, there's a lot of good content on Hulu, from what I hear, anyway. But I mean, judging, I mean, based on your initial reaction and um, from things that my wife has heard about it, 
I want to give it a shot. Oh, you know, and I uh while we're at it, I just want to take a moment. Um uh yeah, um the uh, um the gifted. Yeah. Oh, if you have a chance. And and I and I uh I'm telling all the listeners now. I'm serious as a heart attack. It is the X-Men show that you deserve. Awesome. It, uh it's and I'll be honest with you, now that you're now if you're, since you're able to binge the whole thing, do it because it was torture having to wake week after week Enjoyed. after yeah. week. Uh, uh, uh you know and there are shows that I can do that with and it's okay. Uh but there are other shows that I'm sitting there and I'm like, I hate Netflix for teaching me the 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 beauty of binge watching. <laughs> Okay, now true, I may have done it with like shows that I have on DVD, but you know that's something that you like. You know, you plan on doing in a day or something like that. But it's right. that's different, you know. Uh, to get to to get the whole to get a whole season of a series and then to sit there and binge the whole thing and not have to deal with the whole oh you got to wait a week oh you got to wait a week oh you know what there's a holiday you got to wait two weeks for that. There's none. It, I, I will tell you, and I'm hoping that Runaways is the quality is as strong there as it is in um, The Gifted because I, I think it is. Like it's you, you know how picky I can be. Now, yeah, I, I'm struggling yeah. with Legion. Runaways kept my interest the whole way through. Oh, okay. I um I will tell you. Uh, I like you. Like the thing is. I like Legion, but Legion is hard to watch. It is, yeah, yeah. So you know, I I like it, but it's hard to watch. So, yeah. but you, it's it's not like that with uh, the gifted. No, no, I just haven't. The, gotten the, the it. writing is strong. Yeah. And uh, how many episodes is Runaways? Uh, ten. Okay, and what are they? Are they uh, all about an hour or? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah, looking forward to the Runaways soundtrack. Um. Let's see what comes next. So I tell you what comes next. Wait, uh, whoa, we whoa, have whoa, got Thanos' Ghost Rider revealed. Where'd you come Jarvis. from? Where'd you come from? Uh, how'd you get here? I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I, 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 okay. I, I, I just haven't had anything to add so far. Uh uh, okay. So, so in, other, so in other words, you're saying you've been here the whole time, and the conversations we've had, as in your eyes, has been. But it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Well, in the grand scheme of things, does it? Yes. Okay. This is Marvel. Then I, all I'm all I'm going to say here is, Colson, the next time you need a stealth op, I'm your guy. I, I sat yeah. here right next to these other two guys for the entire show, and they didn't know I was there. <laughs> I, I tell you, if that's not stealthy, I don't know what is. <laughs> I have a funny yep. feeling. See, there you go. I have a funny feeling. And just Eric. so you know, just so you know, when y'all wasn't looking, mm -hmm. I touched Lola. Oh, I've been I authorized there. by Director Fury to use any means necessary to keep you on premises. If you attempt to leave right. or play any games, I will tase you and watch Super Nanny while you drool into the carpet. Okay, the tasering, I'm okay with. The drooling into the carpet, I'm okay with. But Super Nanny's a low blow, Phil. I'm just saying. That is pretty low blow. That is that is a low blow. But is she kind of hot? Uh, it depends on what 
Mm, I don't know. She's not unattractive. I'll put it that way. Because I never watched Super Nanny. Depends on which. I hadn't either, and there was a reason for that. Wasn't wasn't Super Nanny originally before they stuck to the one a series of of nannies that went out? You know, the next ish episode of Super Nanny I watch will be my first. Okay. So yeah. I have absolutely no knowledge of what you speak. Well, oh, oh, oh hold on, yeah. hold on. Let's go ahead and move. <laughs> let's go ahead and move into the story Eric apparently interrupted us for to to do. <laughs> no, seriously, I do. Uh, I do apologize. I was running a little bit late tonight, but uh, you know, hey, I'm here now and just in time because if you were listening to last week's episode, one of my picks of the week was Thanos number fifteen. And spider alert. It was in the future, set far, far in the future, where you have King Thanos sitting on his throne with his pet Hulk, which looks like a uh, a Bruce Banner that has uh, it's not been the years, it's been the mileage, and there's been a ton of mileage. But standing Mm -hmm. behind Thanos was a futuristic armor clad Ghost Rider, and you know, had I known this was going to happen, I would definitely have picked this still, but it's just kind of like one of those, it's one of those happy accident kind of thing, because Thanos' Ghost Rider, which, of course, it came out, uh, we're recording this on Thursday night, so this this came out yesterday during New Comic Book Day. Well, you have have Ghost Rider responding at, at some point that he used to only punish bad guys, but hanging around Thanos can change a man. Interesting. Now, now let's also point out that this ghost writer had been a herald of Galactus. What? Had been a herald of Galactus. I mean, he, you know, think about this, a spirit of vengeance that has become a herald of Galactus. And, and he's kind of talkative. I mean, the, the going theory has been that, well, this was Deadpool in the far future, right? Which would have been cool to see because he kind of acts a little bit like Deadpool. He's kind of got, he's kind of got, uh, he, he's, he's, he talks a good bit. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, when, when you see, when you see him say that he only used to punish bad guys, well, then that's, that's kind of a hint, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, you, you go to, uh, you, you go to this one big splash page. And he uh, he offers his hand to uh, to somebody to like shake his hand, and he goes, "I'm Frank Castle." This what? this came out of total left field. This is not somebody that you would have expected. No, but it makes sense when you think it, about it. It does. I mean, he was the Punisher. He punished people for like all through his life, and you know he got got sent to hell when he died and that's of course where he would he would definitely get the attention of a spirit of vengeance right yeah right okay so he comes back as a demon of vengeance continuing to punish the bad guys well you you do that for so long you could possibly go crazy uh, you, yeah go crazy and get the attention of galactus and really if you think about this okay you've punished for decades you've been in hell for who knows how long you become a spirit of vengeance for again, who knows how long. I mean, this is like, I mean, this is like centuries in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to say like a thousand years or so. Oh, that's enough to drive. That's enough to drive even you and me nuts. Let alone right. somebody who's had the kind of, uh, shall we say, unconventional lifestyle as Frank Castle. True. Yeah. 
But mm. now that I see Frank Castle as the spirit of vengeance, I want to see more of this. It sounds like a book that would be worth reading or waiting a few months and getting a Marvel Unlimited. Oh, but yeah, uh, Marvel Unlimited gave their year end review. And here we go. The following are the top red characters on Marvel Unlimited, X-Men, Spider-Man, and the Avengers. The top red series was Uncanny X-Men uh, from 63, Ultimate Spider-Man from 2000, and Amazing Spider-Man from 63. Top red issues, Civil War 2, number 3, Civil War 2, number 4, and Civil War, number 1. Hmm. Uh, books added in 2017, 57 from the Golden Age, uh, 13 from the Birth of the Marvel Universe, 176 from the Age of Expansion, 221 from Marvel's Main Event, uh, 588 from Marvel, was it Marvel Reborn? I can't tell. It's hard to read this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last one. Uh, 1,188 of Marvel Knights to Marvel Now. Hmm. So, you know, I, I, I know that deep down we stand next to no chance of this ever happening, <laughs> but I would love to see basically all of Malibu's The Ultraverse, those titles added into Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I know I know that would tickle you know, a, a mul- multiple time guest, Roland Man. But I mean, those are good stories. Those are good characters. Marvel owns them. Yep. Yeah, and you know they put in all of Dark Horse's Star Wars when they when they acquired that franchise. Mm-hmm. So you know, hey, yeah. CB Sabolsky, anybody else who you know who in power at Marvel, make this happen. Hook a brother up. Yeah. Well, speaking of hooking brothers up, Uh-oh. we're going to hook up our brothers and our sisters with... And that was the Shazbots, uh, who graciously allowed us to use their song, The Comic Book Shop. It is time for our picks of the week. And Eric, why don't you start us off? Okay. My first pick of the week is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 27, written by Brandon Montclair, art by Natasha Bustos. Fantastic Three, part three. Who's behind the stretchy, fiery, wispy, and rocky thefts going on around around town? Has the Fantastic Four turned to a life of crime? Wait a minute. There ain't no FF anymore. It's all up to Lunella Lafayette to solve the case. All right. <laughs> Kylan, your first pick of the week. My first pick of the week is Defenders number nine. The writer is Brian Bendis. Uh, the artist is David Marquez. And the cover artist is David, Mar- David Marquez. Kingpins of New York, part four. Harlem burns as defenders push back against the bloodiest gang war in Marvel history. Some will rise, some will fall, and there will be new defenders. Okay. Well, my first pick of the week is Star Wars, Dr. Afro number 16. Uh, writer is Cy Spurrier. Artist is Emilio Lassio. Uh, I believe this is the first time that I'm noticing 
Karen Gillian is not writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, tensions are high in this galaxy far, far away for Dr. Afra. She's got a new master holding her reins. I wonder if that's almost kind of subtle to say there's a new writer in town, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, that was 16. There's a preview for 17, and Karen Gillian's back on 17. Maybe he just needed to take a vacation day. Or maybe he mm-hmm. was... Maybe that was around the time he was starting to take over the Star Wars title. Uh, that's possible. Mm-hmm. So so he worked ahead so he could focus on getting that launched on his end. So uh, let's move on to our second picks of the week. Okay. My second pick of the week is Mystery Men Golden Age Trade Paperback, written oh. by David Liss. Huh? Oh. No, this is not the one from the movie. No Ben Stiller looking things in here. Uh, <laughs> uh, written by David Liss. Art by Patrick Zercher, or Zerker. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. But meet Marvel's never-before-seen heroes of the 1930s. With a new evil washing over an unsuspecting New York City, the operative, the aviatrix, the surgeon, the revenant, and Achilles blast through dangers from mob-soaked excuse me, from blood-soaked mob warehouses to monster-infested mansions and fight to blow the lid off a conspiracy that could bring the nation itself to its knees. Award-winning historical thriller novelist David Liss weaves an edge-of-your-seat and in-continuity adventure intertwined with America's most scandalous crimes. Plus, Liss takes on classic Golden Age hero, the Phantom Reporter. By day, he's a cub reporter, but by night, he's the relentless scourge of the underworld. But what is the reporter's uncanny origin? Now, this is collecting Mystery Men numbers 1 through 5 and Daring Mystery Comics 70th Anniversary Special. And I picked this because I was watching League of Extraordinary Gentlemen the other night, and uh, you know, this kind of has that LXG vibe to it. <laughs> cool. Kylan, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is Falcon number four. Uh, writer is Rodney Barnes. The cover artist is Kasara. Oh, sorry, Joshua Kasara. Cover artist is Anacleto J. Uh, or, or J. Anacleto. There we go. Wow. Let's try that again. J. Anacleto. Uh, the uh, so take flight part four. Falcon struggles to free his own soul from hell as Dr. Voodoo and the Patriot try desperately to help. With Mephisto, Mephisto, ruler of the Dark Realm, standing in their way. Rescuing Sam is easier said than done. Cool. Well, my second pick of the week is Zombies Assemble Manga Volume 2 Trade Paperback. Writer is Yasaku Komiyama, who is also the... The artist, the Avengers face a threat even bigger and more menacing than they could have ever imagined as stakes are raised in the race to cure the zombie outbreak. Caught in a massive explosion, Captain America, Hawkeye, and Iron Man wake up in the midst of a city overrun by zombies. Miraculously, they find that they haven't been turned, though they come face to face with Jasper Scott, a mysterious scientist who claims to have the cure for the virus. But who is he really, and does he actually possess an antivirus? The antivirus Bruce Banner has been struggling to create. More important, is the Hulk immune to the zombie plague? Marvel English adaptation of the original blockbuster manga series rolls on, collecting zombies assembled 2, 1 through 4. 
printed in black and white in the original right to left reading orientation. So cool. now we're on to number three picks of the week. Okay, my third pick of the week is another trade paperback. It Werewolf by Night Complete Collection, Volume 2. Written by Mike Friedrich, art by Mike Plug, and cover art by Gil Kane. More Howling Great Adventures starring Jack Russell, the Werewolf by Night. You see what they did there? Whether it's Death in the Cathedral, courtesy of none other than the Hunchback of Notre Dame, or Murder by Moonlight at the hands of another lycanthrope, the stakes are high for Jack. He'll battle the behemoth, team up with Tigra, melee with Morbius, and fight Frankenstein's monster. But can he avoid the hangman's noose? Whether Jack's in Hollywood or Transylvania, there's no shortage of vampires, brutes, and other terrors out to get him. But few can match the outright horror of the soul beast. Yet Jack's greatest fear remains the fate of his sister. Can he spare her from his lycanthropic curse and the dread attentions of Dr. Glitter Knight? Now, this is collecting Werewolf by Night, number 16 through 30 by from 1972, Giant Size Creatures, number one, Giant Size Werewolf, number two through four, and material from Monsters Unleashed, number six and seven from 1973. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Kylan, your final third and final pick of the week. My third and final pick of the week is Moon Knight, number 191. Uh, the art, the writer, rather, is Max Bemis. The artist is Jason Burroughs, and the cover artist is Jason Burroughs. Crazy Runs in the Family, part four. Sun King and Bushman hit Mark Spector right where it hurts the most. Jake Lockley's Dark Secret revealed. Okay. Well, my final pick of the week is... From writer Ben Blacker and artist Kev Walker, it's Star Wars Last Jedi, DJ number one. When Star Wars The Last Jedi takes theaters in force, uh, get it, back in mm-hmm. December, or when it did <laughs> back in December. So it tells me this yeah. book probably should have been out in December. Um, Star Wars fans will get a sneak peek into some of the new dark corners of the galaxy far away. And out of one of those corners, Scuttles... DJ, the mysterious character played by Benicio Del Toro. Who is this mystery man and what put him on the path of our resistance heroes? Join Ben Acker and, Jim, and Ben Blacker Star Wars uh, from Star Wars Join the Resistance, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Storms of Crate, and Kev Walker, Star Wars Dr. Aphra and Darkhawk as they reveal a day in DJ's life just before his appearance in the film. Hmm. So those are our picks in the week. But we have the Marvel Unlimited pick, and I we believe do have a Marvel. That is Eric. That is me. And I do try to tie in the Marvel Unlimited pick to something earlier in the show. And uh, today, this time around, we're going to do it to one of my uh, picks of the week. Uh, this is Werewolf by Night, the very first issue from September 1972. Uh, written by Jerry Conway, pencil by Mike Plug, ink by Frank Chiaramonte, and uh, edited by Roy Thomas, who was also the editor-in-chief at the time. And it references the, the Darkhold. Anybody remember that from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yep. Yep. Darkhold appears in this issue. Sweet. <laughs> well, I think that's going to slowly wrap things up for us this week. Uh, any final thoughts? 
Uh, I do like the green costume with Brie Larson. Yeah, I think it's different. Um, I'm just curious to know how they're going, what they're going to do with it. Uh, I think when we talked about it earlier, um, is it something where you know she is taking over Captain Marvel's costume until hers comes around? Okay. There's also another consideration that we want to that we want to keep in mind: Photoshop. Mm-hmm. This is true too. This, this this could just be a troll attempt because we because I've seen two different pictures. They they look identical except for the color scheme. Yeah. So you know, could two separate outfits could be the same photograph just altered. This is true too. So any other final thoughts though to add to this one? Mm. Going once, <laughs> going twice. No soundtrack will top Guardians of the Galaxy. There, I've said it. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. I don't know. I would think uh, Iron Man 2, that was all ACDC. Would give it a good run. Uh, I mean, if you want to go hmm. even, even if you want to go older, I think the first Blade soundtrack, <laughs> even oh. having the explicit label, was pretty solid. That's better than Guardian. My opinion, your knowledge may vary. I, I want to say those three probably would would be equal. And just depending on the what stage during the MCU you're at, depending on, it's tops for its t- its period. You like how I spun that into the outro <laughs> conversation? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So cool. Well, guys, I do apologize for the lateness. Um, um, all right. And it's not your fault. Max got a crazy Mark- cat lady. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, for what it's worth, my cousin's boy, 